0: From BGS, you're listening to The Shift List, where chefs talk about the music that fills their kitchens, restaurants, and recipes. I'm Chris Jacobs. Support for The Shift List comes from Nomad. Nomad is a Santa Barbara, California-based tech accessory company that specializes in leather and ruggedly engineered mobile accessories. I started using their Expedition charging cable for my iPhone, and this thing is tough. In other words, you can finally throw out the frayed white rubber charging cable that came with your phone. Head to HelloNomad.com slash BGS and use code BGS at checkout to receive 15% off any full-priced items through the end of January. And when you use the BGS code, you'll also be entered to win a $200 Nomad gift card, good for anything on the site, including their awesome phone cases with leather from the Horween Tannery in Chicago. HelloNomad.com slash BGS, 15% discount code BGS at checkout. Colin Stringer and Jeremy Wolfe are two of the three chef and founders of Nunsuch in Oklahoma City, an intimate 22-seat restaurant that focuses on cooking with ingredients that come exclusively from their native Oklahoma. In a landlocked state that rarely gets national recognition for its culinary ambition from any organization, Nunsuch was named Best New Restaurant in the Country by Bon Appetit magazine back in August, ahead of nine other restaurants from food capitals like Los Angeles, New York City, and Washington, D.C. The inventiveness and inspiration for Nunsuch began when Stringer and Wolf worked together at a supper club back in 2014 called Nani in the 100-year-old Victorian house that Stringer also lived in near the heart of Oklahoma City. Word grew around town about the semi-legal restaurant operation happening in Stringer's home, and it was eventually shut down by the city for operating without a license. So when Nunsuch opened back in October of 2017, it wasn't a coincidence that the dining experience felt intimate, familial, and hospitable. As Bon Appetit's editor-in-chief Andrew Knowlton wrote in his review of None the best analogy to describe the young chefs that run it are like brothers in a band, heads down, making incredibly beautiful music that they doubted anyone would ever hear. Well, a little over a year after their opening, None is booked solid for the foreseeable future, and the guys are poised and focused to take on the newfound attention with a unique sense of artistry and a killer playlist. I spoke to chefs Colin and Jeremy before service the other week in Oklahoma City.
1: My name is Colin Stringer. I'm a cook in Oklahoma City. I'm the head chef at the
2: restaurant Nonsuch. Hello, I'm Jeremy Wolf. Um, I also cook here in Oklahoma City and I'm chef de cuisine of a restaurant called Nonsuch. When did you
0: open again? Uh, October
2: 4th, 2017.
0: Yeah. 2017. So you're, so you're over a year in. So you guys are in the middle of the restaurant cooking right? Can you maybe describe the, the space itself and the environment and why music plays a particularly important role in for, space? For
1: sure. We wanted to do an open kitchen concept this whole time. It's yeah, always been the plan. Just because we like going to those places, it's, it's so fun to see the food being cooked in front of you. I think one thing that was really important to us from the beginning was that we really have to resonate like a pleasantness and a kindness to her, I guess. We've been to restaurants where you're right there with the chefs and they look pissed off, they look unhappy. And that was really kind of like, if you're that intimate in a space, like it was really important for us that like you get greeted by everyone, that everyone looks calm, that it's just, that it's a pleasant place to be in, especially being the only tasting menu in Oklahoma where people are already kind of hesitant, you know, not used to that experience. Yeah. So that's, that's why we wanted this kind of open space. But obviously mm-hmm. that being said, we hear the music, the guests hear the music. It's a little U bar that our servers are always in. Um, so they're always with the guests. They're the ones that are, okay. you know, but you
0: guys are, are right there behind the U. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so there's open
1: mm-hmm. shelves, Our seats one and two, that's where we see our regulars and our VIPs. It's it's literally like, you know, from you to me across the table. They're right there with us. Yeah,
2: they sit against the kitchen wall kind Uh of situation. So they're three feet away from everything. They hear everything. Like there's this like transparency through the space. If you can see everything, we don't have anything to hide. Um, And I think that as far as music coming in, it kind of works as like a, it can be an icebreaker because it's very much can be intimidating to walk into the space and be like, oh man, I've never eaten anything like this before. Like, I'm really uncomfortable. But then like you hear some nice music or something and you kind of like level out and you can kind of maybe relate to something. And then from there you start talking and then you get a little wine and then you start conversing with maybe the seats next to you or something and then, you're much more comfortable and we can kind of use that as a way to make it not feel like pretentious or intimidating or anything because that's the last thing we want. We don't want you to feel challenged by this food. We just want you to come in, eat your meal, have a great time. Like the worst that happens, you make some new friends, you learn about new wines you never had and we've challenged you a little bit as far as, like, things you've never eaten or maybe flavors you wouldn't pair together normally.
0: Um, so what do you like to start your day off with, uh, musically? When you guys get in at 9 o'clock, uh, or, or is there music I, I, at the beginning of the day?
1: Definitely. I feel like it could go two ways in the beginning. It could be, like, <laughs> the most quiet, peaceful music, or mm-hmm. it could be just, like, crushingly heavy. Really punch you in the face, heavy. It could be, like, cere- like old ceremony The the violence, violence, era. Or Or it could be like like just piano music. It could be like endless melancholy music Uh for quiet mornings. Peter Broderick, Mm -hmm. uh, Balmeray, like
2: their instrumental. (laughs) Yeah, we could do that. There's that... um... Mike Dillon album, functioning broke, yeah, it's where it's all just xylophone. vibra. Yeah, it's like all vibraphone and crazy. It's just beautiful, it's like xylophonish type music. That's really awesome. You've been putting on a lot of the early AFI. Yeah, stuff. like the old old AFI from like yeah. you know when they were still. And we'll start our day off with pre that pre when they were on nitro
1: records. So like. Black cells in the sunset are drowning, and that's the stuff I grew up on. There are very few things that the other puts on that We're we like, dislike. I can't do this, We're yeah. probably a 90% of the same wavelength.
2: Yeah, because most a lot of the days it'll even be like, I'll put something on in cons. Like, I was just about to put that album yeah, on. How yeah. did you know? And then I'll, it'll be vice versa as well. Yeah. Um, we
1: listen to a lot of. David Lion and David Bazarum. We both have cooked uh, in more casual restaurants. Uh, we were brought together by a supper club uh, by a mutual friend started called Nani. Um, we all quit our jobs and started cooking in a house. Um, everything about that supper club was a challenge. It was, yeah, yeah. It was very just like, I mean... It was a beat down every day. Yeah, because it was forty-five dollars. None of us made money. We were all just barely scraping by. Made like a hundred and fifty
2: dollars a week. Living in the attic. Like, yeah, you know, like it was. <laughs> we got up to twenty-two courses for sixty dollars. Yeah, we, we raised the price. It was <laughs> B- it, would, it was
1: BYOB, so people would just get sm-
2: like so. Sm- yeah, people would fall asleep on the staircase a guy in yeah the my favorite one i think is a guy came in and someone brought like a magnum bottle of riesling and then some other people brought like whiskey and scotch as this happened a lot yeah. and everyone's just sharing and everything which is a very cool aspect of how i was and it was yeah. very party like just come so, in know. crush and then leave but this guy ate a couple of courses, and this is something I learned here at the restaurant, a guest told me this because they were at that dinner, and it's very hard to remember all these instances because there were a lot of them, and uh, so this guy, he goes a couple of courses in, has some wine, obviously had been pre-gaming and came in a little more toasted than he should have, turns white as a ghost, goes out the front door. Pukes in our bushes and falls asleep face down in the flower bed, and he remains there for the rest of the dinner until the people he came with found him, and got him home somehow.
1: And I wish I could say that like that kind of stuff didn't happen a lot, but it did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like he, like I
1: could have died.
2: Yeah, it's terrible. And people, like he said, falling asleep on the stairs. It was a very reckless experience
1: on everyone's end. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, kind of the punk rock, like, legality thing. and You sure. know, if it, it, it was half of the appeal. Like, I think back about some of the food we served, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know if... I don't know yeah, if I'd ever I do that, that dish again. <laughs> Can you think of any? I mean, I don't know. A lot of the food is great. Don't get me wrong. A lot of it was so good. But I just... We were... I feel like then we were throwing darts. Yeah. And I feel like now, when we build dishes... We're taking all these, all these things that we know, these points that we know about flavors and textures and ingredients, and I feel like then it was just like throwing darts. Yeah. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were literally like this never happens here. I remember one night I was plating up this dish, and I like tried it, and I was like, we can't serve. It was like seconds from going out. I was like, scrap it all, scrap it all. And, like we're like taking all these plates. Do you remember that? <laughs> It
2: was like that. Weird, I think it that, was uh, a cabbage cream. That cabbage sauce with uh, was it? Were we doing the quail legs there too? It was like I think it was just that one green sauce. I don't we know like, what it weak, was. But then you like tasted it and you're like, no, none of this. And yeah. so we just like get rid of all of it. And just went to the next course. And just yeah, then we just, just like they right Yeah, we. <laughs> So but you like have a
0: 22 uh, 22 course meal, yeah. and you only get served 19 as a guest, you might be like, ah, maybe it was 23, I don't remember. Yeah, but then you get a no, menu and know. you're
2: like, well, I don't know about this dish. I they were too drunk. To I don't know. know if I had this or not.
1: But but at Nani, it was important. You know, we delivered the food, and here we deliver the food.
2: Yeah, we run every dish. The servers rarely run things unless we need extra yeah. hands, and even then, we still do the explaining. Mm-hmm. If they have questions, usually their server will come get one of us. Yeah. We'll go out. We can chat about it for mm-hmm. a little as much time as we can kind of afford because. I mean, depending on where we're at in the night, everybody's slammed, everybody's yeah. doing that. But it's really important for us to look comfortable, look calm, look like we have all of our shit together all the time. And because that, if we look stressed out and we look frustrated, and yeah. the guests are going to be like, are they frustrated at me? And right. like all these questions it's just, arise. It's just too
1: and, intimate. It's too tight of a space for that,
2: you know? Yeah, everything has to be so orchestrated and on it.
0: Well, also though, just paying attention to the music during service is, mm-hmm. I think, a unique aspect to what the two of you do. Because it sounds like a lot of a lot of what you're doing throughout service is also course correcting the vibe, yeah. and Course correcting the music. Is there anyone else in your team that seems to do that, or can take over that mantle for you eventually?
1: I mean, I think the our host, she's always, she's like, she's out there. She's, she's. It's much She'll louder out there.
2: Always oh, like, it's I don't the, like, I don't it. like yeah. this radio station. Yeah. It's not feeling good. We need to change it. Like, yeah. And we're, like, kind of mid like, oh, all right, yeah, like, what sure. are we going to do? <laughs> yeah.
1: So I think that helps that, you know, she's out there. I mean, she's right under a speaker.
0: So she knows what it's feeling like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then Kyle, RG he's he's stepped in quite a bit as far as, like, let's try this. What do you guys think about playing this? And we're always, I mean, Jeremy and I, like, we love, love, you know, being shown new music. Mm-hmm. And so... Having you know, we finally, a year in, could afford to bring a GM on. So it was once Kyle got here, it was like, okay, you know, show us what you like. So
0: give me, give me the album of the restaurant in in the first. There was one staple for a year. Or artist, you can go artist or album for the restaurant in the first year here of 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 being done such. First
2: year. One that I would nominate is probably work. that You Can't Stay Here by Iron Sheik. Yeah. That's one I would nominate. Okay.
1: Can we have five? Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Okay, Iron Sheik, You Can't Stay Here. Big Thief Capacity. Mm hmm.
0: She um, was a smile in the yellow She came around and I stole
2: Would you say Dear You would be one? Job Jawbreaker, dear TV you. I mean, that's a kind of classic. Can that, can that be? Um, I mean,
1: I feel like we listen to so much Grimes when we opened. Yeah, Art Angel. Art would probably would have probably, to be on there.
2: Yeah, that because Paul would always ask for us to play really Art no Angel. place. I
1: listen to Grimes. That's 4 Mm-hmm. We've got one more. One more. Gotta make it count.
2: The Japanese breakfast. Yeah, that's a Soft sound from
1: another planet. Too much too full, in. really. Soft sound from
0: another planet? Yeah, soft sound. Soft sound from another planet. Well, uh, kind of like what, what happens at the end of service, like mm-hmm. when, the, when the doors are closed, but I kind of feel like gone pretty, pretty deep. Yeah, you know, I don't really change much once, once guests aren't here.
1: I mean, sometimes like Metallica, Slayer, something a little Power Trip. I like to, to listen
2: to that to get but a little sometimes that's empty, too much. Clean, yeah. yeah,
1: but other times it's like sometimes we put Creed on, like as a joke, but like leave it on for a long time. Well, it's much longer than we should. Go back and listen to that really chunky riff in like the bridge of my own prison. Yeah, that one's good. Put that, good. put that in the show. That's that's this the top. Super chunk. That's the top riff. <laughs> it's so crispy. It's so nice. God, oh, I hate myself.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, goodness. Um, well, wrap it up and, and tell me if there's anything pretentious you want to say about the relationship between music and food. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I think for people with minds that are drawn to, you know, cooking, especially in kind of a fine dining kind of setting, the dishes are creative by nature. I mean, I think it's just inevitable that people like us are going to find a lot of joy and a lot of relate easily to music. I just, I I don't see, you know, from people that we know who do this to the places that we've been to, to eat at and work at. I just, I don't see a separation of it. You know, I just, it's, it's inevitable. It's two very creative endeavors. And it's just, it's so easy to um, kind of appreciate and love and just enjoy it. It kind of becomes, you need it, you know, um, my wife m- makes a joke that, like, you know, I can't go any t- time without having music on. You know, it's like, if I'm up in the morning brushing my teeth, it's like, oh, put something on. You know, like, uh, I think that's probably the same for Jeremy. Like, it was just, like, no matter where we are, it's on. Yeah, great. Dude, thank you so much for having
0: us. Thanks for, yeah,
1: thanks thanks so thanks for having me. It's,
0: it's a lot great. of fun. Thanks to Chef Jeremy Wolfe and Colin Stringer of Such in Oklahoma City. Head to nunsuchokc.com for reservations, but be prepared to book your spot a few months in advance. You could also head over to thebluegrasssituation.com for a link to their shift list, including all the music you heard on this episode and more. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of the places for podcasts. The Shift List is produced by me, Chris Jacobs, based on an article by the same name created by Nevin Martell, originally published over at BGS.com. Our executive producer is Amy Reitenauer, with help, as always, from the entire BGS team, including associate editor Justin Hiltner, managing editor Craig Shelburne, marketing guru Joseph Klingel, and all the amazing writers and contributors that make BGS the best source for roots culture redefined. Theme music by Jamie Drake. Check her out at jamiedrakemusic.com. The shift list is a part of the BGS Podcast Network. Be sure to check out BGS's ever-growing collection of podcasts up right now at bluegrassituation.com. I'm Chris Jacobs. Thanks for listening.